Sheffields. It's the Game On podcast. and with Charlie Bill. Come on, you dons. That was a start. 74 days waiting for a league game. And what a comeback, Charlie. I know. We did. Um, we tried not to put the pressure on the group. Okay. Um, we knew the importance of the game. Yeah. I don't think it's naturally when you have such a pause in a league game and then you've got a big run of league games coming after that, you never want to start the first league game back poorly or losing it and then you feel like that's another game gone so you have to then, yeah, then you're almost playing catch-up a little bit. We felt really good in the week. I felt really, really good. I thought we trained really well and, and we knew the qualities that Villaricky would pose. We obviously previously playing them, but I just thought we suffocated in first half. We did not let them out. The intensity that we played it with is probably the best 45 we've had this season didn't let him out. The attacking moments, there was, I mean, Trish starting off three minutes in with such a ruthless goal. And, but even even like Coops had won the decision making in and around the box to keep our call and it wasn't rushing at chances. It was actually, yeah, we were showing composure. And, and we felt probably we'd come in at 3 0. We felt it could have been more than three. Goal, obviously, third goal comes just at half time. And when it was 2 0, we thought, we don't want to be coming in at 2 0. We don't want the half to stop. But uh, luckily, we got the third and, and then still kicked on second half. But my word, yeah, it was a really, really good performance. When you reflect, like, right now, and this is, like, a couple of days after Sunday, hindsight is always a good thing, right? So what what on earth happened in the first half that you would have changed? It's not actually, yeah, um, changing what we'd have done. I just think we, we had two or three more key moments. I think Anne's next one where she goes through and puts it wide. And there's one from a corner where it falls back to Laura and she puts it over. And I think just when you're on top in games, there won't be many... I mean... We, 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 I think I was looking, I think only one other side have scored six goals this season and we've done it twice in, in, in two league games. Uh, obviously Crawley away and now this one. I think you never expect to, to go two, three, four, nil up. So against any side, a two nil margin is so fine. So I think it's just putting them to kind of bed really, really early and trying to get that third, fourth and fifth because you know straight away that happens, that team naturally drops off and it makes the game easier. So I don't think it would, it would have been changed anything off that first half. I think just a couple of other big chances we created, just taking them. But Bill and Ender, we, we still took three of them in the first half. Yeah, it was lots of positive reflections going into that, but knowing that we still had to kick on second half. Yeah, and, and Billericay aren't a rubbish team. Generally, they're fifth place in the league. They wouldn't be there if they weren't any good. They nipped a goal when we played them early in the season. Their front three are quite amazing. Yeah, definitely. And, and obviously, I think Jess King that they had who come on at half-time, she played at Charlton last year, real quality. And they do have pose a real threat. And... We knew that, and again, even after the sending off, that's why the fourth was key, because, again, even a 3-0, if they get one back, that, that momentum then shifts in the game. And I think you even saw it late doors, obviously. We reflected on, on that last kind of seven, eight minutes, but they never kind of sat off. Their their, their mindset was always to, to go and attack, to go and get goals. And, and you saw even down to the 10 players, they still showed a couple of real quality finishes right at the back end of that. So but I said it to the group at the end, you looked at Cheltenham turning over... Uh, Oxford the weekend, I think at Tier 3, the, the nice thing about it this season is turning up any game. If we don't turn up to Gillingham on Sunday and we don't perform, we'll, we'll probably lose the game of football. There mm. were some games, and no disrespect last season, where you had like a Hounslow, where you could probably be at 20-30% and probably still win the game of football. At Tier 3, whoever turns up on the day most likely gets the three points, and that could be anyone coming up against anyone. So we knew, looking at Billericke in fifth, it wasn't to fear them, it was go and show our best version back at home. And if we show that... We, we have the ability and back ourselves that we win the game of football and, and that showed in the end. We, we reflect on that, we, we regroup and, and we look ahead obviously to Sunday to go and show exactly the same first 45 but across across the whole 90 minutes. We will talk about the game on Sunday just coming up but not yet. 
just not yet. Do you think because, and we spoke about this last week, do you think because we have upped a game with Charlton and Reading and Watford and those three sides, they, they gave a bigger threat, that actually we'd stepped up so much that Billericke were not at that level that we were, like, had been playing at? I think so. I think a lot of the reflections were Watford were top class against us and really, really good. But, you know, probably anyone out of that top four, Portsmouth, Fitchwich, Oxford and Watford, we believe that we're better than any any of them sides. And that's not us being arrogant. That's just looking at our group. We truly believe that. So I think when when we saw that, obviously, we, we had Villaricky, it was a case that the previous games, we played such high opposition. And we knew that in large spells, we were in all of those games and performed well in key moments. So when you are coming up a run of games, of now it's obviously... And even after Watford, we go Cheltenham, we go Gillingham, we go Crawley, Ross, London Bees. They're all teams in and around us. So it's now looking at us and going, we do everything right. We believe that we'll pick up lots of points in that run. I think them games have helped us. Obviously, in them moments when, when you lose late to Charlton and when you come on the end of a 5-1 loss, but there was still lots of positivity after that Watford game. So it wasn't a downbeat group. It was a, a group ready to, to reset and go, look, we've got league games now and let's go and show it. And, and they certainly did that. I think Watford will be very surprised when we turn up again, genuinely. I genuinely think they would be very surprised when we turn up again because uh, the team that played on Sunday, just outstanding in the way that we, like you say, we dominated, we controlled, and they got frustrated. Do you know what I mean? And we, I saw that when we played Watford, we were the frustrated team. But when Blairicki played on Sunday, they were the frustrated team that just allowed themselves. Look, honestly, we were in the crowd when the, when the, the girl mouthed some very nasty words to, to, to the ref and other bits and pieces. But were you shocked that it was a red? Because I genuinely, and we all thought it might be just a yellow. Yeah, well, well, they actually can use sim bins in our, in our league still. So um, we were under depression. I thought she was going to get a sim bin. I thought it was obviously 10 minutes. That's a lot of the time you get that for, for kind of foul, abusive language or challenging the referee. Yeah, it was. It, it did seem harsh. It did seem kind of harsh in that moment. However, you also have to reflect and go, look, you give the, the, the referee the opportunity to do that. Some referees won't and they'll gloss it off. They'll have a talking to. Other referees have a sterner approach and will go, I'm not being spoken to like that and we'll, we'll show a red card. And, and instantly after that moment, I got the group in and got around Chloe and obviously said, look, we've just got to manage this now and make sure that, not that we ever do, but make sure that we keep our heads. Because I think that, was a build-up of probably from her, the frustration where she barely touched the ball first half. A decision that was offside, it wasn't debatable that it was offside. It was an offside decision that, that was rightly given, but I think that was a build-up of 50 minutes. And that's sometimes what you get when you dominate a team so heavily. They do end up losing losing their heads a little bit, um, and we've just got to react by keeping our call because we know, yeah, teams can get kind of aggressive or they can lose lose their, their mind and, and, and make rash decisions. So I thought after that spell again, the, the 25 minutes after that, we managed that superbly. We never got ourselves into any battles or fights out there. We just let our, let our football do the talking again. And that showed, didn't it? It genuinely showed. We, come on, we have to address their, their three goals and the, all the changes made. I'll be honest with you, is it something you regret changing those five people? Or is it a case of like, no, 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 sorry, the, all the team are winning team? Yeah, it's not a regret because I think we know that we have a really, really good squad here. Um, on reflection, obviously at that time being 6-0 up, it was a case of it did allow for some opportunities. So I'm, I'm never one, I think the, the learning curve for us was we, we changed the roles. I think we changed all three of the back fours roles. So again, it was co completely new. Obviously Hannah Warren goes into right back, Hannah Samuels come on to left back, Alice comes on at centre half. So you completely changed that back four. And I think no matter who you come up against, whether it is 10 players, whether it is a a wounded Billericay side, you give them that little bit of opportunity. So 
it's definitely a reflection from us. I'm one that never likes to change a back four because I just think it consistently of a back four playing. I felt that if we didn't make the changes, we'd probably go and win that 7-8-0. And that's not dis- disrespecting the players that come on the pitch. Mm. It is still very, very tough to go out there, and especially as a back four, because they will they will want to get themselves into um, inconsistency of, of even just the speed of the game. They were quite a quick front three. So to yes. go out there, I think Alice's first one, the girl runs in behind and gets in behind her because she hasn't built, built up the speed of the game. So on reflection, it's not regret of that, but I think it's learning for us to go, look, if we are making changes, it's probably got to be one or two in terms of in, in given moments, but also changing the personnel of the back four doesn't really disrupt it. So it did it did allow us to learn, but also it allowed us to reflect and I think reset after that and go, look, it's really, really positive. But also it's now, yeah, as a group still and as us as staff to, to regroup ahead of ahead of yeah, another important week. Let's talk about happier things. Hundred games, Charlie. How, do you can you believe it? I couldn't quite. I knew I knew it was approaching. I knew okay. it was coming up and it was one that I kept relatively quiet about because I'm just one for one. I don't want to build up an occasion, especially on a game day. I don't want to yeah. put, I don't know, players. I've got a really good relation with all the players. So I didn't want to bring added pressure to them. I didn't want them to think, oh, we've got to step up because it's our 100th game. I did think we got an extra extra 5-10% of them because probably they wanted to, to make us proud and make me proud out there, which which they did. Um, but yeah, it was one that yeah I knew in the lead up to it, I knew this one was approaching and I knew obviously the, the date of it bar and if anything changed yeah it was it was a proud moment it was one that I didn't try to think about until after the game and the game's done and then I think Sunday evening and even certainly Monday and today it has allowed me to reflect actually what a journey it has been and and yeah how time flies but it's been yeah it's been so so enjoyable and yeah it, it's you don't often see a hundred games especially in a lot, a lot of the kind of women's women's teams at the moment especially not in kind of full-time roles not in full-time paid roles so I think as testament not just me the staff as well because we enjoy every minute that we do here and if we didn't we probably wouldn't have been here for for, for so long and and hopefully that that continues for another hundred and I don't go great do you keep a record of your 100 games have you like a I don't know like you're not like stamp collecting but do you keep a record of your 100 games is that how it works yeah uh, not quite it was it was through a conversation a couple of months ago and obviously we're just going back and looking at kind of the start of the journey and discussing and and that's when it first come about. It was that close, and obviously, I've got quite a good memory. I don't think I'm. I don't think I forget many of the hundred games. To be fair, it'll be a game that pops up. And go, oh, I remember what happened there. I happened one here. Sure. Remember what happened here. So um, yeah, I don't forget too many of them. But it, yeah, it was um, yeah. I knew yeah. Like I said, through reflecting and looking at all all the fixtures in the previous games, that yeah, it, it was coming up. Perfect. Well, let's test you on those like that memory then. Uh, first game. What was the score? So the first game was actually, we were away to Chichester. We lost the game 5-2. So that was the first one. And that was actually just after Christmas. So previous management moved on. Um, and then we had a Christmas break. And then to be fair, Chichester was second in the league in tier three that time. And that, that was a really good thought. We were 2-1 up in that game, but but their their quality just, just shone. It always sticks out. And I always remember that because the second game I went into was Liverpool away in the FA Cup. Um, and they were obviously Super League at the time. They were second bottom in the Super League but I remember it doesn't get tougher than this playing second at, at tier, in Tier 3 and then going to Liverpool to Tranmere and um, and playing them away in the FA Cup and although we lost 6-0 on that occasion that was a fantastic occasion um, so that was really really early on in my journey and yeah I never forget that first block um, then it led into winning the County Cup in the first year and um, we obviously haven't been in the final since which is we obviously are this season because there was a couple of Covid, COVID mm. hit years and um and obviously we got knocked out last year. So again, that'll be a nice occasion building up to that. Uh, and then just, yeah, many, 
many a late goals in in there, many of setbacks, many of kind of heartbreaks probably in there. But uh, that's football for you. That's the emotions Isn't you that? love. Yeah, I mean, is there is there one particular um, something that happened in one of those hundred games that really is that's been like like not the one that we would think oh because you won the most games or won the most goals or the, but something happened during that one game that sticks out. It's so, so tough to come. When I've thought about the journey and, and where we've gone on, just so many moments stick out in that. So many kind of, yeah, it's so, so tough to pick one. I, every time I choose, I kind of change and tweak. I think the ones that stick out are still last year because I think even in this journey, there's been a few times where we've been not relatively comfortable come the end of the season. We were fourth bottom first year and I think the same second year and then two COVID hit years. So there probably wasn't as much pressure on the games. I look at last year and and the, the pressures that that, that, that posed. Um, and, the, and the big two, I think, were were the, the, the Oxford 1-0 win, um, but also the, the Fratton Park win. I think that will, coaching at Fratton Park, but also going and putting that performance and winning 3-0, um, those two were incredible. Because I think you look at the, well, Portsmouth and Oxford are the top two last uh, this season, and, and they've only, they're as strong as last year. So in the spell where we needed points, we weren't playing easy opposition. So I always look on that and go, that Portsmouth was a real turning point where I actually, I always believed that we were, we were staying up, but that was after walking off that Port Portsmouth game. I think that the players probably didn't realise the pressure of that game. If we'd have lost that game of football, that was completely out of our hands and we were relying on others. Mm. Once we won that game of football, we knew that we were taking it to the final game of the season. So everything we said, just take it to that final game, just make sure you're still in it in the final game. And, and that was, yeah, so, so important. So that one sticks out because of the occasion, because playing there was fantastic. Yeah, and you silenced. Uh, uh, Pompey fans that sing their little heart out. There we go. But 100 games, congratulations, Charlie. Have you always had the beard? I think so. I think, yeah, I don't think, um, I think probably for the last eight or nine years. So I don't think that, that's changed. I don't think the, um, I don't think the um, beard will change. I think. Okay. <laughs> Unless I think when I start to get older, when I start to get older and um, maybe it gets grey and then maybe I want to look younger then, then, then it might come off. But uh, yeah, wow. I don't think it will change change anytime soon. But good news about Sophia, right? Getting 30 minutes next week, maybe? Yeah, well, back in. So she's been back in. She needs to do kind of a week of contact because obviously she, with the um, collarbone break, it's one then one. So she probably, f for, for large spell, fell in a relatively strong position, but it's one, especially a break, that the last thing you want is not falling on it and it hasn't f fully mended and set her back. So yeah, she, she's been really, really good to have around the group. And I think, yeah, they always feel like almost a new signing when you've not had someone for three or four months um, to come back in because... That's going to bring real quality, and she will. And she's been working so hard; she looks even in better shape than ever. Like she's been in the gym, she's been working hard in the gym because that's obviously the bit she can do. So we are really looking forward to having her part of the squad again, again for the weekend. Um, and 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 then not looking past Sunday, but obviously we reflect on Watford. And I think having Kerry back this week, she's just a real big character. Yeah. I think not just look, we've got real quality. Hannah, Hannah Samuels, I thought did really well in that Watford game in large spells of, of what she done. But I think. In big moments, Kerry's character just stands up. Obviously, Coop's being fully fit again from the start. We didn't have her from the start against Watford and, and showing her form again. So, like you said, we are looking forward, hopefully getting another three points here at home and then that Watford game in it, being in a complete better position, having Sophia as well in there. We, we feel that we can go there and, yeah, and they probably will take us lightly. And if they do that, we, we can cause that kind of shock. I, I truly believe they will they will see a different side. I said that already, but I do, I truly believe it because the team that I saw show up on Sunday, it wasn't quite the team that showed up the week before. And that is, it's just, just one of those moments, isn't it, where 
everyone's not well or things have happened and that that is just the nature of the game and the way we are do you know what i mean we can't bubble everyone can we do you know what i mean it's just where it is uh let's talk to laura now <laughs> We know we talked to you at the beginning of the season, but I kind of thought, no, where's she been in our lives? Oh, it's nice to meet you mid-season. <laughs> I, t- I tend to give a bit of a preview and then uh, you have to wait until the next year. So so much has happened since um, August. If you look back on reflection, what has six, seven months it's been? I think we've really started to see the benefits over the last 18 months worth of hard work that's gone in behind the scenes. Um, I think over the summer we recruited really well. You're starting to see players who have come in. Um, I think Laura Mitchell was a really key one. You know, came in at yeah, in the summer with a lot of promise, and I think she's starting to really kind of settle, find her feet. And since Christmas, um, has really just stepped up her game, and you're starting to see her perform at a really, really top level. You know, getting the goals, getting the assists, um, and having a real big influence. So I think you know, first half of the season, um, it's been really nice to sort of watch the progression of the team um, we knew that we had the potential and we're starting to kind of show that on a more regular basis now which is great to see so when you mentioned Laura Laura Mitchell there you're right in the lot genuinely in those last three four games what an influence that 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 lady's had on the pitch yeah I think we all you know anybody who's watched her play can see the quality that she brings um, I think if you were being a little bit critical of her performances up to Christmas you'd probably say maybe she was a little bit too safe um, and what we're starting to see is her confidence is allowing her to now express herself that little bit more. Um, she's taking players on, she's getting into the box, getting into really uh, dangerous areas. Um, as I say, you know, as a front three player, you want to see goals and assists, and she's really starting to prove that. Um, the Charlton game in the FA Cup was definitely a turning point. Um, you know, she went into that, she was absolutely fantastic, arguably our best attacker, um, and she's just maintained that level ever since. And you know, hopefully, um, that's kind of what we'll see now for the end of the season. And that would be true of Angelina as well. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, beginning of the season, okay, there, maybe, around, on some games, building up to being on some games. Not even starting games, coming on last 10-minute Bulldog, almost like a Chez. Let's, let's be respectful, because Chez was great in the last 10 minutes of any game, to literally churn a game on its head. Especially that last game in the last season. Fantastic. Oh, my. Who cares about that <laughs> yellow card? We didn't care. Do you know what I mean? But... but but look at look at her now starting and having not only the strength to stay the whole game, but actually to create a game as well. Yeah, I think Angelina is she calls herself a maverick, um, and I think in in some ways it's a really nice description because she is one of she's a rare breed of player who has the ability just to change a game on its head. Um, she can make something out of nothing. She has all of the attributes to be an exceptionally dangerous attacking player. Um, I think again, similarly to Loz. She had to kind of settle in, you know, understand our tactics, how we play. Um, I think you know Charlie and, and Mark and Heath have worked really hard on the training pitch with Angelina, who's also worked really hard herself. Um, I think she's managed to channel all of the strengths that she's got. Um, and again, you know, she's now coming into games. She's been taking her chances. Um, you know, when she has been on the pitch by providing those goals, providing the assists. And Billericke, I think, arguably our best player. I know Laura got the uh, man of the match or player of the match, and, and you know we can't argue with that. But I thought Angelina was fantastic. When she's on her game, she's so difficult to defend against. Um, you know the Billericke backline normally go and bully players. Um, you know physically are able to kind of maintain and control uh, an attacker, but they just could not deal with Angelina. She attracts one or two players, and then that creates space for the likes of 
you know, Molly and Laura and Trish, um, who are able to then kind of pick those little pockets of space and, and sort of, uh, you know, be really dangerous in the final third. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with Angelina that she's starting to, again, you know, mature probably as a player and, and we're getting the major benefit of that. We could go through every player, right? It feels like we've just highlighted a few. Yeah. Everyone else, we still love you. That's what we're saying, right? So if you're listening now and you're thinking, we haven't mentioned a name, it's not because we don't love you. Um, it's actually because we haven't got time to talk about everybody, have we? Let's be honest. And there's some, there's a blooming squad of 24 people who are all willing to live and die MK Don's ladies, right? That's what they're saying. We're, we're, if you get me on the pitch, you've got me 120%. And that's what's really exciting. If you could write... Um, like a report back at the beginning of term, like we do that preview thing, right? Yep. Um, what would you say about Molly Cooper and her goal-scoring ability this season alone? Yeah, I think Molly's a, a great example of what confidence does to a player. Um, you know, last season it was interrupted a fair amount by injuries, um, and I think it, it's taken her a while to kind of fully get over that. Um, obviously, this season she's coming into a team which is really well settled in terms of the balance of the squad. Um, yeah, there's a fantastic culture. The values run so deep within the group, um, and I think Molly is a player who's really benefiting from that. Yeah, equally herself, um, she's come in. She, she started the season, you know, fit and firing, got some early goals, and as an attacker, as soon as you get a couple under your belt, you just absolutely thrive off of that. And you know, every every single time that there's been a challenge put to her to score, she's popped up and, and done that. Um, and equally, again, against Villaricky, um, I thought her movement was probably the best that we've seen. So I think she's benefiting from the likes of Angelina, Loz, Trish playing really well. Um, and hopefully, you know, long may that running streak continue. Oh, no, completely. And But it makes her a player to be marked, isn't it? And that's the joy of having a brilliant team where people know, oh, my gosh, you, oh, hang on a minute, you've got to, no, you, well, you need to mark them. No, oh, man, we need to mark these people. You know, they've got too many. The joy is when you look back over the season with everybody, that's been scoring and everybody's been scoring I mean for goodness sake I said to Charlie he should have been substituted himself do you know what I mean had a go right um, but there's a moment where everyone's you can rely on everybody you, you've got a more brilliant place to be in where then a team can't look at our team and go oh it's just Molly it, you know remember honestly we look back on last season genuine and we did kind of rely a lot on Molly to get the goal, or we kind of really did rely on just Pepper always to score. But now it's like, wow, whoever. Like, and in a positive way, right? It's not just whoever, but everyone's got abilities. Everybody's got um, the ability to, um, uh, to score. And uh, what a fantastic place to be in. Absolutely. Um, I think you, you know, you've kind of hit the nail on the head with, with Molly, that the pressure is off her shoulders a little mm. bit, which, again, I think she's thriving within that. Um, but we're definitely a squad where our strength is the group itself. We don't rely on one or two individual star players. We're just a really, really strong um, team across the pitch. Um, I think, you know, obviously as a centre-half, I'm just going to throw in a little shout-out to the back line. You know, I think as soon as we started to get a really settled back four, mm. um, Hannah Warren coming in has been immense as a centre-half. Um, all of the other defenders have stepped up. Uh, you know, Chloe's playing well, Gemma in front of them is sort of giving that protection. And when you've got a back, you know, a back line that you have confidence will, you know, be able to kind of stand up to the test week in, week out, that also gives confidence for attackers to be that little bit more expressive. Um, so I think, yeah, Molly's sort of benefiting from other people stepping up. Yeah. Um, other people are, you know, benefiting from a really yeah. strong back line, which has given us that foundation to play each game. Um, and, you know, long may it continue with the confidence yeah. that he's running throughout the whole team. 
Um, you know, we obviously saw Woody getting injured just before Christmas, who at the time you could argue was our best player. She yep. really hit form. Um, and I think the strength of the group is that when you lose a player like that, actually someone else has just stepped up. Um, and that's kind of, I think, why we've been you know, su- in such a strong position and we've yeah. put ourselves in a really strong position for a second half of the season. I'm going to say this about you, as well as about all those other players that turn up to week after week games who are not playing, who aren't even on the subs bench, but they turn up. And I love that attitude of, this is my team. I'm here because it's my team. I'm not here because I get paid to play. I'm not here because I have to turn up. I'm here because this is my team. I think that, that and Woody's there as well. It speaks volumes of, of the, you and other people. Yeah, I say, I think, you know, we are a really, really close-knit group and that extends to staff as well as players. Um, we've got a really strong core set of values which we all 100% believe in and that creates an environment and atmosphere that we all want to be a part of and whether we're injured and not able to physically be part of it, we still want to be a part of what is, um, you know, what is kind of the journey that we're on as a group. And it's not easy being injured and being sidelined. And there's a few players which are kind of going through that and experiencing it for the first time. But I think that's when you see other players who are constantly, you know, just being good teammates, being good people. Um, everyone's going to face a, a challenge and a setback. And it's really nice to be part of a group where people genuinely care. Yeah. Um, and it makes you want to, be, you know, stay a part of it and, and be at the heart of that. And I say, you know, we talk about culture a lot, but it is our biggest strength at MK Dons. It what you know, from my perspective, is what makes us stand out. Yeah. Um, and it's it's an, it's just a joy to be a part of the group, whether or not you're lucky enough to be playing at that time. Yeah, the strap line has to be right. I mean, not just the MK MK Dons way, MK Dons ladies way. It is like it's the heart, and you feel it. I mean, I'm here at Fairfield. I feel it. I watch the team on Sundays. I feel it. Do you know what I mean? And I think as fans, we want to be a part. We we want to shout that as well and be a part of that. It's not just family. It's extended family. It's it's one group. Do you know what I mean? It is. I think yeah. I think family is a really nice word to describe it. Um, and like you say, I think that from the supporters through to everybody does all of the work behind the scenes to the staff, the the players. It is one really, really close-knit group. Um, and I think when you get that type of bond, it creates a really special atmosphere that everybody wants to be a part of and yeah. everybody is valued and plays a big part of the success that we're getting on the pitch currently. Completely. I can't not ask you about how you are. Are you okay? I mean, I mean, we are missing you, right? But it must be like really annoying going, damn, that back four is pretty good, right? But I could be there. <laughs> Last season, you'd be up there scoring goals as well. I've got a video of you scoring goals and by your header and amazing. And look, Warren on Sunday, right? Could have done an LB, I call it. Could have done an LB. She's not good enough yet. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, but there's something, how are you doing? How are you? You, look, I mean, you're walking around, right? There's nothing, you're, there's no crutches, no straps or anything like that. You, you, you're just now getting better, right? Yeah, so I had to have a second operation just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so there were a few issues off the first one, um, which did hamper re, yeah, recovery and rehab slightly. Um, so hopefully everything is now fully, you know, fully recovered, fully healed from the operation I'm back in with the surgeon this week for a review okay. um, and then I'll be looking to kind of crack on again with, with rehab um, take two yes. um, and hopefully you know I'll kind of get myself in a position where eventually I'll be back into the side but you know when you are on the sideline the one thing you do want to be seeing is people step up um, you mentioned Hannah Warren she yeah. has been immense yeah uh, Tally has stepped up recently Sophia obviously has been injured but is now sort of getting back um, so 
the one thing that does make it a bit easier is when you're seeing a ridge on that four. Um, even though I'm on the sideline, I'm as committed for them for getting uh, a clean sheet as anybody yeah. else. Um, and you know, any way that I'm able to contribute um, and have sort of little words in their ear and give them a bit of guidance, I will do so. Um, we're a really strong group, the back line. Um, and it's yeah, so it certainly makes it a little bit easier knowing yeah. that there are people stepping up and doing a really good job. I mean, you look back to that Ipswich game when the first the first time we had that back four. Okay, so it was the first time that that back four was there. But what a change! Look look at that back four and look at Sunday Jabiliriki game. Um, so you mess up the back four. We had a word with Charlie about this. <laughs> then the, the, come on, you can have issues, right? <laughs> Don't mess up back four. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's yeah. I didn't want to lose six three, but we didn't lose six three. But I didn't want to lose three goals. I didn't want that. It felt like it was a dis- it was disappointing to come away thinking, ah, oh, clean sheet would have been nicer, right? Because I like to see our little figures on on the old tight table. Because you know, a goal at the end of the day will make a difference on the end of the season. It could do. Do you know what I mean? Look at this season, last season just gone. I mean, we were clear, but like you just have to watch for those points. You just have to watch what's going on down there um, because that's those are the bits that will bite you in the backside. Do you know what I mean? Won't they? Let's be absolutely honest. So, um, Laura, what are you looking forward to in the next... Up and, I mean, we've got the County Cup coming up. That's really exciting in a month's time. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to come upon us very quickly, isn't it? Let's be honest. And Abington aren't playing rubbish at the moment either. Yeah, no, look, people love cup finals. It's yeah. you know, league games are fantastic, and um, it's brilliant getting three points on a Sunday. But a cup final is you know, it's something that doesn't happen that often. Um, I think as a group, I'm really pleased that they'll be able to go into, an, into a final. Some of them will be their first experience in an MK shirt. Um, county cup finals are difficult games of football. You know, it is 90 minutes, the best team on the day will win. But we want to make sure that we go into that um, with a bit of momentum built from the league campaign. Um, and you know, I've absolutely no doubt that if we perform, we will be able to, you know, come home with a little bit of silverware. Which so no one's getting ahead of themselves. We're currently focused no, on on next Sunday, yeah. Um, yeah. and obviously a massive game at Gillingham. But having the County Cup final in it, you know, in the not too distant future, will be a really, really nice day for hopefully um, if we can go out there and perform and, yeah. and win the trophy. Yeah, hundred percent. You're you're absolutely right. And looking, I I said to Charlie in the previous podcast, uh, looking back at these like the last four games now. Charm, we stepped up. Reading, we stepped up. Um, um, we were there against Watford. I think for the first half was a, a great, a great game. Perhaps we didn't quite get a handle on it the way we should have done. Felt a bit like, um, but when we go back to Watford, we will, we, they will not expect to see us the way we actually should have played. Do you know what I mean? I do, I do believe that. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, they're always going to be, you know, the odd game yeah. where. You're coming up, obviously, what for a very good side. They've yes, got yeah, yeah. Individual um, players who who are, you know show real quality. We did feel we let ourselves down a little bit in the second half, but as a group, you know, I think similarly, you, know, you mentioned the Ipswich game, and after that, um, you know, result, we had a real honest review of it. Um, you know, players kind of took on board what they needed to do, put it into practice, um, and we went on a really, really good game. Um, you know, won the games after that. Watford, similarly, you know, a, a disappointing result in the end. Uh, there are bits that we've picked up. There are bits which have staff, you know, we've kind of reflected on and said, you know, what can we do better next time? Mm. Players will learn from things like that. Um, you know, we've now got a solid block of league games, which we'll be looking to really kind of build a bit of momentum. Fantastic to get the result against Billericay. It was really important we got three points on the board. Uh, we're going into, you know, a block of games, which does include Watford again. And we want to be going into that and giving a better account of ourselves. 100%. 100%. We look forward to it. And um, we look forward to seeing you back on the pitch. We're looking forward to seeing, seeing Sophia 
uh, back on the pitch very, very shortly as well, which is yes. great. Not to say that we don't, but actually you're a bit of a leader on the pitch. Sometimes that does show that we don't have those people. I know we still have Chloe shouting. To have a leader in each area to control their patch, sometimes you don't, you don't get that yelling. Sometimes yep. I feel like I watch the game and uh, Nicola, she's on her own and Tally and, and Hannah and they've, they've bunched over and there's a massive gap, do you know what I mean? Whereas I think you would go, right, move. Very positive about you, obviously, Laura. Um, but um, yeah, I think whenever a team loses a senior figure, it can be a you know a difficult transition. Um, I think where we're starting to see is rather than one player take all responsibility over, we're starting to see a few different players step mm. up individually and, and start to do that. And Chloe has been you know a fantastic captain um, ever since you know, I've been injured, and I think she's a real strong leader. What we yeah, what I think from my perspective has been quite nice if I've seen a few other people really start to step up recently. Uh, Sophia is obviously a big personality yeah. and, and has been missed. Um, I think in her absence, I look at Hannah Warren and she's a quiet leader, but she's quite effectively going around and, and being the one who just controls people and talks to people. Um, and I think probably that the biggest emergence as a leader is probably Gemma Biggadike in midfield. Oh. Mm. Um, she's really started to, to step up. Um, you know, she's a fantastic footballer, um, understands the game, reads the game well, and is now starting to have a really positive influence on players around her on the pitch, but also, you know, at training, she's the one who's kind of having those little conversations, putting an arm around people when they need it. Um, so sometimes when, you know, a big figure leaves, it does create a bit of space for someone else to step up. And it's been really nice to see a few people kind of, you know, take that on and, and take a little bit of added responsibility yeah. in games. and. Yeah, hopefully that will you know, start to be, you know, again, sort of give that real good foundation for the second yeah. half of the year. Looking forward to it. Albie, thank you for your time, honestly. And I'm so glad to see you at every game. And um, it's really good to say, come on, you're done. So, um, um, yeah, cool. Thank you very much. So let's talk about, it's good to hear from her, isn't it? About catching up with other team members as well. Um, so tell me about this weekend, then Gillingham. Perhaps not doing as well as I thought they would be in this 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 time of the league. Yeah, no, I think it, again, it's it's so so difficult to look at a league position and go. Look, obviously we've got a couple of games in hand of them, but they've got a couple. We've got four games in hand over mm. some sides. So yeah, it can be a little bit of a false position. Um, they've obviously had new management coming, and and actually they've made two or three really good signings of, of the last week. They've brought a couple on dual registration from West Ham. So. It's again one we can't take lightly because even even Sunday they only lost one nil to a good Portsmouth side. So yeah, any game I think any game that we're going to come up against, even Crawley, Crawley okay sitting bottom of the league, but they went away to Bridgewater and got a really good point the weekend. So yeah, no game this season, and that's a nice thing you have to prepare fully. You can't just yeah rock up on Sunday and go through the motions and feel like we're going to win the game of football. So we know again the importance of it because look, Sunday was a real big achievement because we're now sitting seventh. We got. I mean, still four games in hand of Billericke who are sitting fifth and we're only six points away from them. So we've still got Crawley at home to play. We've still got um, Plymouth at home to play. Still got London Bees to play. Still got Gillingham at home. Teams around us, um, we've got some home games against them and, and home form has been phenomenal this season, the back end of last season. So we are making, wherever we play, a real fortress at home. So it's making sure that we do that again Sunday um, and, and, and have a big block, obviously, after that. Because, again, Sunday's really important because we go um, Watford Sunday, but um, Cheltenham Thursday night and then Gillingham Sunday. So we know we're going to be pushing it that, that, that second week. So hopefully we, we start that week in, in really good position and getting six points from six. Yeah. Thank the Lord it's not Plymouth midweek. Honestly, what is that? Do they all realise people have jobs as well? Um, 
And that Thursday night, what is that like? I mean, the FA just went, oh, let's just pick a random date, right? Uh, usually it works on um, the opposition and, and their venue and, and when they usually okay. play their midweek games. So commonly, for example, um, Oxford at home is usually a Tuesday night, or sorry, away is usually a Tuesday night because they think Oxford City used that on a Wednesday. We've always been Wednesdays when we play our midweek games, and I think Cheltenham won them ones that are Thursday. Um, it doesn't impact us too much. I think that's quite nice because... We train Thursday, we can do our prep, obviously have the recovery day Wednesday um, and then go into Thursday. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, it's a, it's an enjoyable trip home because them, them evening games are, I love I love an evening game, but away ones, travelling home can be difficult if you don't don't get the three points. But uh, yeah, all, start, all starts from this weekend. Choose your car wisely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all good. So no, we're looking forward to this weekend. And come on, you Johns, uh, Fairfield's 2 p.m., uh, Shea's season ticket on the door. It's great, by the way. Um, great crowd again uh, turning up. And I feel like that momentum is also growing as well from the fans' perspective. Yeah, and, but the the one thing I keep saying about this side, and that might kind of bite us a little bit in terms of when we concede late goals, but we want to be an excited time. We want an exciting team. We want to be a front-footed team. And every game we play, I keep saying it, but I watch from, from the sideline and I would know from a fan's perspective, I know a lot of people that come down and watch, they're just echoing the good stuff, they're, they're so in, enjoying every moment, every kick of the ball with us. So I think when you're being successful, but not just being successful, you could lose with games. But if you lose games in the right way, even like the Oxford game, team, people get behind you because they see the, the progress that we're doing. So, yeah, I think I have no doubt that probably them them um, them figures will go above and beyond the, so I think the 220 that we had here, um, which was excellent once again. I think that will go above and beyond again Sunday because, because, of, um, because of another really good performance last week. So, yeah. Come on, you dons. I, I trust um, Pete's been in touch, has he? I, I, by the way, I invited my, uh, Mr. Jackson down. I sent him a little tweet saying, come and join us, right? Come And, and I invited the whole of MK dons down because I thought, come on, boys. Come and cheer on the ladies. Do you know what I mean? Just as we would want to come and cheer on them as well. Um, Arnold Clark Cup is coming up. Is it something that the, the ladies get an invite to go and watch? Yeah, so we're doing a bit of uh, next week. I think we're going to we're gonna differ what we do here. We're going to, I think, be tuning because we're usually in Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. Um, we're going to be in Tuesday, Wednesday, um, and we're going to make it a bit of a, a bit of a social, but but also the, the group to go down and watch that because yeah, we don't want to take that opportunity away, but especially watching England there, um, playing playing at our home stadium. I think going down there, um, I know a lot of players would have already had tickets in their back of their mind anyway about us doing this. So yeah, going down as a group will be really nice. So again, another another thing to look forward to next week. Yeah, I mean there'll be a little gap right between the Italy, Belgium, and the England game. Surely, get the let's get the Don's ladies onto the pitch where there could be some cheering, right? As cheering for our local, our local team. Now, if you don't sort it, I'm going to have a word with someone because I think that'll be a perfect opportunity of like showcase the amazing, the amazing MK Don's ladies. I tell you, I look forward to uh, Sunday. You'll hear us singing "Come On You Don's" with a load more new chants. Like we're trying, we're trying a new chant every week. I hope that's um carrying across the pitch, and you're hearing those new chants as well. It is. I love it. I love it. Every one I was listening back to, it was making me smile. So, um, yeah, surprise us with some more and then we'll look forward to it. I'll see you Sunday.